Welcome to another episode of the KCSU Music Podcast. This week, Brigid Bandel interviews musical artist Brian Belansky, an acoustic rock singer-songwriter whose music has taken him around the world. Hello to everyone and welcome back to another artist interview. Uh, this week we have a very special guest, Brian Belansky. Right. And before we get started, do you just want to introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners at all? Uh, just a little rundown of who you are. Well, well, sure, Bridget. And also, thank you very much for having me here on the station. I really appreciate it. I'm Brian Belansky from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm on a coast-to-coast United States tour promoting my new album, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 2. Yes, I love that title, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, and the artwork. How did you come up with that title? Obviously, I mean, it's it seems like it would be an easy title to come up with, but what was like the inspiration behind that? Well, you know, it, a lot of times in the world, it seems like there's a lot of bad things going on, um, you know, especially when you watch the news and everything. So I really just wanted to make the the focus on my music, uh, you know, try to put the focus on the good things in life. And, and I feel like, you know, the things you focus on determine how your life's going to be. So if you focus on positive things instead of all the negative things in the world, not to say that there aren't bad things going on, but uh, if you... you you put your focus on on things that are good in the world. I feel like it uh it can improve the quality of your life. I love that. I love that so well, much. Um, thank you. Yeah, and we're really happy to have you here at KCSU. Um, and let's just get into some basic questions. I know you're currently on tour right now, um, so I would love to just talk about that a little bit later and do a little promo for you. Um, but how did you first get into music? Oh well. To be honest, uh, I've been into music since literally before I was born. My my parents were big uh, big in the music scene in uh, in in our hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. They used to go to all kinds of concerts, underground independent bands. So uh, I actually had been going to concerts uh, when when my mom was pregnant with me. They they went to some concerts, and then all growing up, my my parents were the kind of parents that played records all the time: Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and also a lot of underground independent stuff and uh so it's just literally been a part of my life my whole life so uh, when you know when as i got a little older it it stood to reason i'd learn how to play guitar and uh try to you know start start doing music as a career mm-hmm. i'm really jealous my parents didn't do that when i was in the womb i mean i feel <laughs> like i would turn out way cooler and as an artist um but were those your influences as well uh when you became an artist like led zeppelin uh the beatles all those or who were your influences well the beatles uh mostly and uh mm-hmm. also a lot of the uh the 90s alternative music like mm-hmm. nirvana um then also some stuff like Tom Petty, REM, uh, CCR, just kind of, kind of all over the place. But and then a lot of uh, underground independent stuff that, um, just you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't know if I started rattling off the names. But um, yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff and 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 just kind of you know, folk rock. I, I'm into a lot of punk too. I also listen to a lot of classical uh, music as well. Oh, I love the switching of genres too. Um, but I know you said you don't think anyone would like know any of the underground artists but i'm just curious can you at least name like two underground artists that you, were influences 
Oh, like... sh- oh, sure. Well, uh, to be honest, uh, well, Perubu is one of them. Okay. Uh, and th- they're a Cleveland, Ohio band, and that's actually the band that I um, that that I got to hear, uh, you know, before I was born. Mm-hmm. So they're really awesome. They're kind of like a, a weird new wave kind of band. Um, mm-hmm. Another another one, uh, uh, another Cleveland band, uh, the Pagans, and they were more like the the punk rock kind of in the vein of the Ramones. I guess they were kind of like Cleveland's version of the Ramones, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a, a lot of that stuff because I'm originally from from uh, from Cleveland, Parma. Actually, it's a suburb of Cleveland, uh, mm-hmm. but um. But yeah, and then, you know, growing up in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, then huge REM fans because we had REM in the B-52s mm-hmm. from not too far away and in Athens, Georgia. So a lot of, you know, a great a great music scene uh, down there back then and everything. So, yeah, I just try to have as broad of, of you know, influence as possible because I feel like, you know, variety is the spice of life. Yes, I completely agree. And uh being born in Ohio, but then growing up in North Carolina, how did that, what was that like kind of, and which one influenced you as an artist more, would you say? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, you know, sometimes it was a little rough, uh, especially back, <laughs> it's it's a little different in Charlotte now than when, when I when I was first, you know, growing up down there, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, sometimes it was a little difficult being a northerner growing up in a southern city, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, f- for the most part, it was, it was cool. I, I gotta admit, I, I love the, uh, love the food, love the southern food. Oh, <laughs> so nice. I think that's one of the, the best things about, uh, about that part of the country is love, mm-hmm. like the barbecue, the fried fish stuff, and <laughs> not the healthiest food in the world, <laughs> but it's really good. No, I think that I have not been to the south yet, and I feel like that is like the only reason I want to go to the South is just to try the food because everyone says it's like the best ever. Um, and the music scene. Again, as you were saying, there's like REM down there, not too far. Um, which again, I'm jealous that Colorado, we have the Lumineers, which is cool, but like, oh, right, right. Yeah, yep. Don't really have any like bigger influences, uh, like REM. So that's really cool. And do you think, you know, growing up in kind of the same vicinity, not same vicinity as REM, but, um, close to like that southern music scene did that influence you at all as an artist or did that inspire you at all or uh, it, it did actually uh and when i was first starting out i actually took in a a, a lecture that uh, rem's lawyer was giving about the the music business um at a, at a college a local college close to charlotte north carolina yeah. and uh i wasn't a student at the college i just showed up to the lecture and i i mentioned that to him told him i was you know <laughs> starting out in music and uh he uh he gave me all kinds of really good advice uh, um you know to, and, and said some of the things I've said just now to like you know uh, write as many songs as you can now when you're not like you know not famous because if you ever start to get to do a lot with music you'll you'll find that there is no time to write songs anymore mm-hmm. and, and he said write as many different songs in as many different uh, styles and genres as possible. Mm-hmm. And that was some really good advice. And now that I'm uh, playing almost, you know, seven nights a week and sometimes two shows a day, I, I he was totally right about that <laughs> finding time to, to, you know, write songs part. And how did you learn how to write songs? Oh, well, you know, uh, my dad and my uncle actually taught me, taught me guitar. Uh, another uh, a good friend of mine, brother-in-law, uh, taught me some guitar also. And then I also just uh, got a bunch of books and I, I'm more of a book learner. So mm-hmm. I did get some pointers from those folks I just mentioned, but uh, mostly just reading, you know, reading the guitar books. I'd finish my homework in high school and then I'd spend like 
four or five hours, however much I could before it was time to go to bed, just, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to learn all the chords and learning all my favorite Beatles and Nirvana songs and, uh, (laughs) you know. Well, I should take that advice because I'm trying to learn the guitar too. And I... I'm trying to like learn or like read the sheets and everything and the tabs and I'm just like I cannot do this right now. So very jealous that again you can do that. Um, but were you always? Did you know that you could always sing or did you have to, you know, join choir or do get lessons or do something to, you know, help you learn how to sing or were you just like naturally gifted? Oh, well, um, <laughs> I, it was a trial and error process. Mm-hmm. And if you hear some of the earlier albums uh, that I recorded uh, with my old band, not not my solo albums, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll see that it, there was a learning curve to learn how to sing. It was some yeah. trial and error involved. I d- don't have any like professional training or anything uh, mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, like like with anything in life, I, I feel like like, you know, so like I said, like having a focus on the positive things in life, um, you know, if you anything you focus on and put all your energy and attention into, uh, I mean, e- even if it takes time, eventually, you know, a- anybody, I think anyone can improve at anything they want to if they really like put in the time. I, I think it was uh, Elon Musk that somebody asked him like what what his advice for anybody that wanted to be successful in whatever their field was. And he was like, just do whatever you do 20 hours every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. <laughs> I think that's actually some really uh, pertinent advice uh, coming from Elon Musk there. Yeah, that is. And uh, I'm getting a really like positive vibe when it comes to your music. Um, but how would you describe your music to someone in passing? Well, uh, on the bio, it says, uh, if, imagine Nirvana and the Beatles had a kid together. So kind of like that, but uh, um, just to quote from the bio. But uh, in my own words, too, though, um, that, that was written uh, for me. No, I love that, though. Oh. I read that, and I was like, yeah, we have to book him for an art- or interview. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks a bunch. Uh, um, but, you know... Um, it's like, I, I kind of call it folk rock, I call it singer-songwriter. When I'm performing live, it's it's just me and my acoustic guitar. However, on my, on my solo albums, I am like playing all the instruments, not all at the same time like you see some of those one-man bands doing, but like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go and I'll play the guitar and then I record that, then come back, record the bass guitar, come back, uh, record the drums and record the vocals. Um, I, I do actually have uh, my producer playing percussion on some of the tracks on the new album. Rob mm-hmm. from Catalyst Recording in Charlotte. Just got to give him a shout out. Yes, he, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's always happy when I do that. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, so the live show, just me and, me and my acoustic guitar, uh, it sounds definitely a little different than the album versions of the songs. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I typically say folk rock, singer-songwriter, um, you know, but as some people have called me Americana, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some kind of, uh, kind of, you know, go across it like uh, cross genre kind of thing, which which is actually mm-hmm. really great because I like you know being able to play a lot of different kinds of venues and and you know have my music heard by a lot of different kinds of audiences. Mm-hmm. I love cross genres because I feel like genres don't exist anymore. Um, I agree. <laughs> so that's perfect. Um, and you did mention how uh, in studio versions are kind of different than the live studio versions; they're more stripped down. Um, which ones do you? like prefer do you think uh the live ones are more powerful since it's just you and a guitar or do you just enjoy the experience in the studio with your producer making those songs 
That's another really good question. Uh, you know, the studio is really fun and mm-hmm. it is really fun to hear like the songs all dressed up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I when I write the song, you know, uh, sitting in my rehearsal space with my acoustic guitar, I'll sit there and imagine like how everything's going to go in my head. And then, you know, it's really great to see like like a creation process. I'm sure like artists probably feel the same way when they're like painting a picture, like as they go from that first brush stroke to the, the completed painting. So mm-hmm. that's really fun. But but like you mentioned, it is it's great like performing live too because it, it is like you know it, it can get really uh it can get really soulful sometimes and a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of you know the songs are, are positive and a lot of them are about like some really deep spiritual things to me also so um sometimes yeah yeah playing live is is great doing the stripped down versions because you can just really get that emotion across to the audience mm-hmm. and since we're talking about playing live, what has been your favorite performance in your career so far? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, so I really enjoyed playing the Troubadour Club in London. Uh, me, me me, being a big fan of the British like invasion of the 60s, mm-hmm. get, getting to play London was like a dream come true. Yeah. Uh, another one of my, my favorite uh, concerts ever was uh, the Icarus Rock Festival in uh, in Crete, in, in the island uh, that's part of Greece. Oh, uh, wow. It, part of uh, the Icarus Artist Commune, some really cool cool folks down there that run a run a commune for artists and uh they put on a big festival a few years that they uh, allowed me to headline so that was one of the biggest crowds I've ever played to and then this isn't exactly a venue but uh back Mm -hmm. in 2016 I had the opportunity to perform in the Charlotte North Carolina Thanksgiving's Day Parade (gasps) they had me on a float like going down the you know down the parade street and uh there were over a hundred thousand people in attendance that day so definitely uh the largest a crowd I'd ever played to there on that float in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but um, those yeah. two are insane. <laughs> First off, a Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like, I would <laughs> pee my pants. That's, like, so exciting. And also just doing a festival in on the island of Greece. Like, what was that like, just being in Greece? Like, what was that experience like? Oh, that, that was really exciting because that was actually my first trip to Europe. I, I've done uh, a four four European tours, but mm-hmm. the, the very first one was uh, exclusively to, to headline the, the Icarus Rock Festival. And yeah, yeah it was it was so exciting, especially because all growing up, I've always been really interested in, in uh, Greco-Roman history and mythology. So getting to see like, you know, uh, we, we took a day off to go see like the Acropolis and Ooh. and uh, the, the ruins at Gnosis in Crete. So it was it was amazing. It was like a dream come true. And like, you can feel the history in the air of the place. It's just like got a real, real magical aura and vibe to mm-hmm. it in, in Greece. It's, it's great. And the people are super friendly and they really liked, uh, they really liked the American rock and roll too. So, mm-hmm. and sorry to go on a tangent of Greece. Cause I just like, I had to ask, cause no that worries. sounds like a dream. <laughs> um, but going back to kind of that, uh, sixties, you know, British invasion that we all love. Um, if you could choose any era of music to kind of live through, what would you choose? Would that be the 60s or what era would you most want to like live through or be an artist in too? Oh, that's a that's a great, great question as well. Uh, you know what? I always like to say the 50s I, and I always said mm-hmm. like I wish I could like 
go back in time and 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 you know play like <laughs> just play some of the the hits and, and back in the fifties. Like, but um, you know what? I really I'm, I I love the sixties and the seventies. So that's it's like a really hard question to answer. I think mm-hmm. the fifties, like late fifties, if I could mm-hmm. pick like any time period, because I'm also like really big into like the. The the uh, like the Elvis Presley stuff and like you know in the old days when they were like the greasers and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> the, you know the leather jackets the yeah. black leather jackets and the greased back hair I'm I'm a big fan of that like the oldies rock and roll stuff too so I think I'd have to pick the fifties that is a great answer I fully support that I like I totally forgot about the greasers too as soon as he said that I was like okay the fifties is my answer as well <laughs> um, but going back to kind of live shows I know you're currently on tour um, so what has been your favorite city you've hit so far and what city are you most excited to go to oh wow well they have all been great they've all been really great um so far every uh you know and, and i've gone through you know south carolina georgia florida mississippi louisiana texas and new mexico to to arrive here in colorado mm-hmm. uh you know what every every venue has treated me really good i don't think i can really say that that there's one in particular uh, i will say i'm actually kind of uh you know uh, kind of excited about all these Colorado shows uh, that I, mm-hmm. you know, and there's there's a ton of them coming up in Denver, Boulder, Lions, and and you know, uh, that way too many to to list right now. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, Colorado is just such a beautiful state, and and uh, you know, uh, the natural beauty, and not not to mention, you notice as you travel around that sometimes like people just seem a little friendlier in some places than others. So everybody mm-hmm. s- seems really friendly in Colorado, and I'm just I'm I'm really excited to uh, to play the performances I have uh, here, as well as uh. You know, uh, tonight I'm going to be up there in Wyoming. So, you know, it's just all kinds of great places. It's it's too too hard for me to pick pick one that's, mm-hmm. that's been the, the favorite because they've all yeah. been really great and really nice audiences. Well, good. I'm glad that you're having nice audiences and I'm glad that Colorado gives off a nice vibe. That's all we want here. Um, but when are you coming back to Colorado and Wyoming? Are you coming back later in May as well or are you staying here or yeah, right? Oh yeah, well, I'm I'm actually going to be in Denver uh Friday uh yeah. and I'm in Lions and Boulder Saturday, uh mm-hmm. Parker Sunday. And then I'm actually going to be back here, you know, I'm going up up north through Wyoming, Montana, uh, uh Idaho, Utah, Oregon and Washington, but then I'm like hanging the U-turn and coming all the way back down and I'll be right back here in Colorado uh May 17th and I'll be here all all that week actually, mm-hmm. the week of a uh, Tuesday, May 17th through um Saturday the 21st. Well, that's perfect. I'm glad that you're spending a lot of time around this neck of the woods. Um, what has tour been like for you? Are you guys on a big bus? Are you guys in a van? What's that kind of like? Let's hear oh. about the tour experiences <laughs> and stories. Right. Well, it's just me. I, I travel yeah. completely alone. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, for for years and years, I traveled in a uh, a Ford Econoline van, but I <laughs> yes. recently upgraded. I'm I'm now uh, in a in a Toyota Tundra long bed truck. So, um, so it's, it's brand new too. It's got all the, all the bells and whistles. So it's, it's kind of nice. Uh, I actually like sold the old van, uh, back, back home in Charlotte. There's a friend of mine who, uh, who is homeless and he was living in his vehicle and his vehicle actually broke down. So it, it was really sad for me to part with the old van just because I had done coast to coast tours with that, that van for many years. But, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, uh, my, that that friend of mine needed it, and he he was very happy to uh, to get that from me. So and and the new the new vehicle, the truck is it's awesome. Um, you know, I've I took the back seat out of the back, and I, I made a little like living room for me, and then I've got all my equipment in the back. So uh, yeah, I pretty much uh, I, I I ride around in the truck. I've got like my little solar generator to you know have power at night mm-hmm. if I want to pull out my laptop and get to work promoting all my all my shows and uh, and yeah yeah it's 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 great I I love it it's um you know it's it's a great vehicle so and figured yeah. brand new tour and everything I uh, get a get a brand new vehicle and and uh, exactly. ride it in style <laughs> no I love that and has there any has well sorry it's too early in the morning right now <laughs> <laughs> I know has right has there been any like uh, standout stories on tour or any like mishaps that you just like or like funny tour stories when you're just alone in your truck has there been anything that's happened that stood out to you <laughs> oh well you know it, it, it's funny so i am just about like three weeks into the tour so nothing too crazy has happened okay. yet good, uh, th- there good. have been some crazy <laughs> things that have happened in, on some of my previous tours oh, so, let's hear about it oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> well uh you know there was a uh, there was a car chase in one of the tours, uh, <laughs> and um, so so typically, you know what, um, uh, you know, being an independent artist, uh, I, I don't typically, I'm not able to afford to live in ho- or stay in hotels a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I might do it to treat myself once in a blue moon, but I usually mm-hmm. I'm sleeping in the truck. And for a while, what I would do is, uh, uh, sleep in the, the national forests where it's free to camp. Cause I'm also a really big, uh, nature enthusiast. I actually, uh, when, when COVID hit a couple years ago and there was no live music, I was doing a thing called Brian's nature show on my YouTube channel and just going from different national forests and filming like the different cool stuff that I, I saw and just kind of talking about what it's like camping, you know, the no frills camp. And, and how to, you know, properly take care of the campsites and not leave litter and like, you know, leaving mm-hmm. tips like that. Yeah. But uh, when I was an amateur at doing that at the National Forests, I, I wound up in one where it was uh, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And some some folks accused me of stealing their firewood. And uh, both myself and my band had to get out of there real quick. And we were being chased by some guys down a mountain <laughs> like it was it was something out of an Indiana Jones movie. It was it was crazy. So <laughs> But uh, as as far as this tour though, like the the uh, like the you know maybe just uh, being in some really small towns in the south, somebody like telling me they didn't have a bathroom oh. <laughs> in in a gas station in a real rural place where yeah. there's like nothing for miles and miles in any direction, and it's kind of like you know. Uh, you, know, you mentioned it's like it's early in the morning. I drink a lot of coffee because I have a lot of like, uh, you know, early mornings and late nights. So mm-hmm. so having to go to the bathroom sometimes a challenge uh, yeah. when you're going through some pretty uh, desolate uh, parts of the country. But the, the girl is like, we don't have a bathroom. And I, I kind of, wa- you know, kind of want to be like, so do you just hold it the whole time while you're yeah. at work? But but then, of course, I was like, that, don't say that, Brian. That's not. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I can't even believe you got chased out of a park. That's just still like in my head. I can't believe that <laughs> happened. Um, I couldn't either when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. But I, it seems like you really enjoy tour and um, I'm glad that you're able to tour all these places. Um, is there anywhere that you haven't been yet that you're just like, you really want to go? Well, there are uh, there are four of the states here in the U.S. that I have not been to. And uh, those are, 
Maine, Rhode Island, uh, Hawaii, and Alaska. So, oh, yep. <laughs> only four states though that you haven't been to. Like that's yep. that's impressive. Oh, thank you, thank yes. you. <laughs> but out of the those four, which ones do you like? Dream state. I should say. Oh, well, Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was gonna be the obvious answer. I was like, you can also go to the beach. Well, like, well Alaska. Yeah. Though, I'm, I'm a like, a, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier before the interview, I'm kind of a big fan of the cold. So I, I oh, think yeah. Alaska is actually a really close second there yeah. to to uh, to do that. Of you know, um, but uh, but yeah, definitely those two uh, for sure. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, of course, not n- nothing against Maine and Rhode Island. I'd really no. like to uh, go to both of those two. Yeah, and especially. Uh, <laughs> big Stephen King fan so with him being from Maine I've always kind of wanted to see like what what inspired all his like great novels up there in Maine it seems mm-hmm. like an, a very interesting place up there yeah no we love Maine and Rhode Island they're just they're like little <laughs> uh like getaways you yeah, know but yeah. it's Hawaii you know the beach um but is there a dream also venue that you would like love to play eventually out of just not in the United States, it could be in the United States, but just in general. Oh wow! Uh, I know this might sound a little crazy, but no, uh, nothing um... sounds crazy here at KCSU, Brian. <laughs> well, well, great. Thank you, Bridget. By the way, yes. I'm having a great time here at KCSU, and, oh, and thanks, thanks again for having me on on this show. And, and yeah. Great questions, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. I, I think, uh, and and this is something I've actually actively pursued. I would love to perform in Antarctica because that is wow. uh, that's one of the most difficult places to travel actually. You have to be an employee of one of the scientific research stations down there like y- you or I couldn't just like call up an airline or or go online and get a get an uh, air ticket to Antarctica. You actually have to um do a six month contract to do some kind of work at the scientific research center, but they do have a venue in the scientific research centers <laughs> and they have concerts every Friday and Saturday night. So I was like, you know what? I could just like get a job as a server at the restaurant in the scientific research center and play, yeah. play every Friday and Saturday night. Um, so that's actually kind of my, my dream venue to go uh, play, play one of the scientific research centers in Antarctica. That is the best answer I think I've ever heard. I was, was definitely you know the obviously like Wembley Stadium you know or something like that but Antarctica I never thought of that and now I'm not even an artist but I want to go see a concert in the little venue at in Antarctica so I hope that happens for you I will make it happen we will help you know here at KCSU <laughs> we will email them for you oh if thank needed. you um but I definitely want to go kind of switch gears and go back to your album um what was the inspiration behind brian's super happy fun times too i know we talked about that kind of when we were talking about the title but uh what was oh what was that creative process like and what did you want your fans to get out of it well, uh, so Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 1 came out in 2020, uh, and and actually, so I, I had an 11-month tour scheduled that year, and of course, the, the world closed down, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, we lost a lot of people, and, and uh, you know, a lot of businesses went under, and that was, that was a really bad year. Uh, it was a really hard year for, for a lot of people, and um, so... Brian's super happy fun time too is is me trying to pick up where we left off and you know we as the world as 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 humanity in general have have been through some really hard times and and Brian's super happy fun time too for me it, it represents uh, the the world you know trying to get back to being in a good place and having fun and having a good time I think the world is ready to enjoy music and have a good time again and I would just love to be the soundtrack to to mm-hmm. the the return of good times and 
letting the good times come back. And I love that. I love that you want to be the soundtrack of the good times. I, I mean, I listened to the album too, and I completely agree. That's the vibe I get off. And what was that creative process like? I know we, again, touched kind of earlier in the interview that it's you and your producer and you kind of playing all the instruments, but how long did it take? What were those hours like? And like, where did you record it? Just like, what was that process like creating it? Oh, well, (laughs) it took a long time to record. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, like, like I know a lot of people, like, you know, the, the whole COVID thing was, it was, uh, you know, it, it brought a lot of people down and, and I'm, you know, it kind of brought me down too. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was kind of a struggle. I, I dealt with some writer's block for a while just because, you know, but I just, you just had a, you know, did a lot of soul searching and I was like, you know what? I mean, if, if, if being positive is, is kind of like, you know, working hard and being positive is kind of my motto. So I was like, well, this is it, you know, this is your chance to prove that like you could, you can stick through like the hardest of times. So I actually, uh, you know, after I got done doing the National Forests and the YouTube show, Brian's Nature Show, I actually went back to Charlotte. And while while live music venues were still closed, I worked three jobs and was uh, writing and recording songs in between working those three jobs. And uh, I have my own rehearsal space where I recorded uh, about half of the album. And then the other half was recorded at, at Catalyst Recording uh, in Charlotte with Rob. And, uh, you know, it, it took a while. Like, like I said, the, the Super Happy Fun time one came out in 2020 and and this uh this brand new one just came out this year in january so but it it just gave me a lot of time to reflect and a lot of time to just you know really reaffirm to myself that you know like when when the going gets tough the tough get going i mean that you just Mm -hmm. have to if it's your calling card to be positive and and you know have a good attitude no matter what life throws at you then you know i was like well it's time to prove that, uh, you know, I put my money where my mouth is. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there's a lot of lessons that you learned throughout making this album, um, for yourself and just in life in general, but were there anything that you, or any lessons that you learned that you'll utilize when making your next album or anything after making this album that you realize like is a must have on the album creating process in the future? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm definitely already writing some songs for Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 3. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> yep, yep. Th- thank you. And thank you, by the way, for taking the time to listen to the whole album. I really appreciate that, Of course, Bridget. of course. And, um, you know, I, I think basically just going to, uh, you know, I, I think the thing I learned from recording the Fun Time 2 is just, uh, you know, like like I said, just keep up with the 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 positive, the positivity in the songs. And if anything, try to double down on that and just, you know, really try to write songs that, that just make people feel good and put a smile on people's face. Uh, going back to this tour, sometimes I'll walk into a venue and sometimes people kind of have some, some frowny faces on and I'm like, all right, this is my, it's my, my chance to like turn those frowns upside down. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really great to see some people that looked like they weren't having the best day when I first start performing by the end of the performance, they're smiling and they're, uh, you know, they, 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 they it seems like their mood has done a 180. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like, you know, that there's just, uh, just being able to be kind to, to each other in the world. I mean, there's, there's, the, 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 you cannot understate the importance of that. And if everybody would just take a chance to just be kind to everyone. I mean, I think the world would be a, 
a better place than it is. Oh, I completely agree with you. And we just have a couple more questions for you and just kind of about the future and the music industry in general because we've been talking about kindness a lot. And for me personally, the one thing I can change would want to change in the music industry is just add more kindness and like uh, acceptance, I would say. And what would you change in the music industry if you could change one thing? Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, there are a lot of great people in the music industry. Uh, in the, mm-hmm. the old the old school, the, you know, the old model, like back before there was the internet and, you know, the, you had to be on a record label to be able to do like anything noteworthy. Um, some of those people, I think maybe, you know, it's time for them to, you know, hang it up and stop making decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there, sometimes there is some cutthroat stuff in the, in the entertainment industry, but you know, like I said, I mean, that is the exception to the rule. I think, you know, these days, uh, and the fact that the internet has made so many people be able to get out there and just, you know, anybody can record their own music. Anybody can put their own music out on the internet. And if they work hard to promote it, can get some, some attention built around it. So honestly, I mean, I think things are going in, in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I honestly, honestly, I think, I think things are going really good. I mean, I'm, uh, it, it feels great to be back on tour after everything closing down. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know what, if, if we just keep at it and keep it up, uh, you know, within the music industry, I feel, and just the teamwork thing, I think like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, a, a lot of positivity between other musicians and like, well, just like people like you, you hear it at, at KCSU, you know, I mean, I think that is really wonderful what you guys do here to support independent artists like myself. And I, I really appreciate it. And I think, you know, if people like you keep doing what you do and people like me keep doing, you know, yeah. what I do, then, you know, I think uh, music can touch a lot of people's lives in a lot of profound ways. Yeah. And I'm really excited for the future in the music industry. I think it's going to definitely change. And I completely agree with you. It's now the age of the internet and you don't need a label. So I'm really excited to see what the future holds. Um, For yourself, though, what kind of accomplishments do you see yourself making in the next five, ten years? We're going to give a big, long ten years, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Or want to see yourself. What are some goals you have? You know what? I'd love to just honestly keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, You know, I'd like to maybe just, you know... keep doing what I'm doing, to be yeah. honest, uh, maybe upgrade, you know, maybe, maybe throw a camper on the truck. Oh, uh, yeah. that, that would be really nice. Uh, and you know, mm-hmm. just if I, if I can make enough, you know, enough money at my performances to be able to fix the things that break and, you know, pay my, pay my rent back home and pay my phone bill, then I am a hundred percent happy. I'd honestly just like to keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, mm-hmm. just, just, uh, my, my only like goal is to just, you know, reach more people to just get, uh, get more mm-hmm. people interested and, 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 you know, put, put more people onto my music. Cause, uh, I, I think, you know, I think a lot of people would enjoy it. And it's sometimes it's, and that is the, the flip side of the internet. Sometimes it's kind of hard to, to, you know, be found since there is like so, so much content out there. But Mm -hmm. once again, luckily, thanks to people like, like you, uh, Mm -hmm. Bridget here at at KCSU and, and, you know, people like you at great, great radio stations all over the country Mm -hmm. help people like me, you know, stand out. Yeah. And that's what my job is here for. And I like, I love it. It's my favorite part of the job. Um, uh, yeah, but I just want to know if there's anything else you would like to add. Um, I've kind of hit all the questions. Is there anything that you kind of wish I asked? Yeah, 
little promotion or anything like that? Oh, oh no. Honestly, uh, you, these have been great questions, and I really appreciate it. It's been a great time here. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd just like to mention I'm uh, at the Great Untamed in Laramie, Wyoming tonight. I know it's a little bit of a drive from from uh, Fort Collins, but uh, real beautiful up there. And uh, I, I'm going to be playing with uh, Mads Alexandrite and the Wailing Gaze at the Great Untamed. And I... It is a mead bar. They specialize in mead. So, you know. In mead? <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> I so. don't even think I know what that is. Yeah, that, that the spiced mulled wine thing. So, oh. kind of interesting stuff. Yeah. There. But, uh, but yep, yeah, Great Untamed in Laramie, Wyoming. So, mm-hmm. that's where I'll be tonight. And, uh, yep, that's all I had. Yes, that's a quick drive. I hope people make it out uh, for your concert. And I'm really excited for you to come back uh, to Colorado in May. And hit all the shows in Colorado as well. Boulder, Parker, Denver. That's like really exciting. I'm really excited for you. And I just want to thank you for coming on for a little interview. It was really fun talking to you and getting to know you. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Bridget. I appreciate it. It was a real pleasure talking with you too. Yeah, of course. And before we go, when do you think Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 3 will come out? I know you just started writing songs, but do you have anything for our listeners to kind of... Look forward to in the next year, maybe uh, two. Uh, you know what? I I may uh what what I typically do, and I did this with Brian. Super happy fun time too. I may re- like release a uh. I, I doubt it's going to come out this year because uh, still mm-hmm. still super busy do, promoting the oh, Brian yeah. Super Happy Fun Time too. But probably going to uh, drop a single for Brian Super Happy Fun Time three at some point later this year. And then right. you know maybe maybe twenty twenty three. I guess it just depends on how how busy or unbusy I stay with being on the road. So you know it's kind of I kind of just play it by ear and see how things go. Okay, well, I hope that our listeners are on the lookout for that single. Um, No rush on your next album. I was just curious. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I hope you listeners go check out his album, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 2. They can find it on all streaming services, right? And Bandcamp? Oh, absolutely. anywhere else that they can find this album at? Uh, pretty much every, any, you know, the my digital distributor, it's it's on everything. Pretty okay. much anywhere that they have music, uh, yeah, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time uh, 2 is there uh, under my, my name, Brian Belansky. Yes, of course. And make sure you go check out a show um, if you're in Colorado or if you're in Wyoming or Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Utah, anywhere. Make sure you go check out a show. And I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much, Bridget. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. This has been an episode of the KCSU Music Podcast. For more episodes, search KCSU wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.